Hello and welcome to the Home Roots Podcast, where we feature cross-country check-ins with artists, producers, industry folks, community folks, house concert hosts, and impresarios who make up the interwoven network of music lovers, balladeers, and tune makers across the globe. Won't you come with me where the wood river flows, we'll watch it meander slowly as the sky As that sun goes down, throw our arms around each other until the breeze that a deep heart, cause the heart is bigger than trouble, and the heart is bigger than doubt, but the heart sometimes needs a dulcet tones of Connie Calder, my guest today on the Home Roots Podcast. I'm Jackson Haldane. Welcome to the show. We've been chatting with all sorts of folks from across the arts community in Canada recently, hearing about ways to weather the storm, making the best of a bad situation. I talked to Connie Calder to get a little bit of sunshine in my day and hear about some of the ways that... uh, She's conquering this time and uh, making the best of a bad situation. So without further ado, here's my interview with Connie Calder. All right. 
right. My well, microphone. My son's been using my microphone. We're all using all the equipment all the time. So. Well, how else are you interacting with the world if not through your little portal, right? Yeah, right. Many, the many. Well, we just put out a Christmas album. And we just. Uh, my son's got something called. Started something called the Pandemic Social Club, and he's got. <laughs> These little things called <laughs> Quarantine in Progress. They're just, you have to see the Quarantine in Progress. They're great little songs, minute long, like songs. They're great. And we're, you know, we've got three live stream shows and we're trying to book and my agent's gone virtual. It's quite cool. Well, I That's think it's actually just... kind of neat. Like I, I always do to talk. I wish I could just like beam me up, Scotty, to a show so I wouldn't have to do all the carrying my bags and I could sleep at home. And I, well, virtual show is basically like that. I get to go yeah, to all these exactly. places I couldn't afford to go before. <laughs> I can go to a little town or go to New Jersey and it's just been great. So And no pants? Uh, well, no, 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 no. Because when we're performing, we, we have our cameras and everything going. We have switchers and... Oh, right do down a, below the waist and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're playing and everything. <laughs> full straw. Yeah, we do. Because I have to go back and forth between the piano and guitar. and Yeah, we do. And I got my family living with me, so that means we get the full, you know, four of us playing too. So that's good. Well, that's awesome. Well, I think yeah. you just tabled. I think you just tabled our, uh, our our itinerary for talking points here in this interview. It's like, oh, you're, you're, it sounds like. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, Grant is really great at picking folks that are going to talk about what he kind of wants people to talk about, and I think it's the m people mastering this moment in one way or another somehow, whether it's in a small yeah. way or a big way. I think that's a, a bit become a bit of our focus is just people okay. uh, figuring out how to really kill it in this uh, moment. Yeah, and, uh, and it's, a, it's like, a big transition for for. It's like they took away the net, you know. First of all, they, first of all, we lose the chance to make. You know, everybody they wanted you to stream, and give your music away for nothing, and now they take away your performing. So to adapt is, uh, you know, and the, and just the technology involved in it, it's just been like. The learning curve is tiring. It's exhausting. But people still got yeah. still people need music. You know, they gotta have it. So you gotta try and find a way to get it to them and try to make a living to keep being able to give it to them. Yeah, it's nice we got so we've just been kind of upgrading all of our equipment and going for it. Which I mean, interestingly enough, if you think about it in the context of if you'd have had to do the same thing fifteen years ago. Isn't it incredible how the expense has come down and the, the power and uh, quality oh, of just the gear the has gone up? It's unreal. Just the tools available now to be able to do a live stream show. Well, we did, we did, we booked this, did this Big Skies to Bridesmaids Dresses show, which was all my prairie stuff, and it was a theme show, and it was really fun. And we gave it, you know, you could download the cookbook, the prairie cookbook, and cater your own event. And but we did it from the farm and trying to deal with the upload speed of the farm in the middle of nowhere, Saskatchewan, was took us a month and a half to figure out how to do it there, even though at home all that stuff was easy. So we figured out all the other stuff, and then we came to do the tech. It's like, oh, my God. But, you know, we ended up doing one of the shows we did in New Jersey because we could not get the upload speed happening. We just put up the phone and did it, and it was totally hilarious. It was fun. So, you know, you... You try it, and my son keeps saying, forget the tech, just put up the phone, it's fine. But, you know, you want to make it as good as possible, and you want to, uh, you know, trying to aim higher than bottom line. And because you go back and forth, and there's four of us, it's not just me sitting with a guitar playing. you got to get, uh, you got to try to do it, try to recreate something new. Not just make up, not just film your show, but actually 
use the fact that you can interact with people and um and you know like one of the uh, my son is helping us out because he's like being the tech on the side he sings with us as well and at one point we're doing the bird dance and he puts his hands in front of the camera and goes it was so funny with that but you know so there's all sorts of things like that that are great i think if they could just develop an applause button it'd be perfect simulate at least least. you know oh they like me oh that's the hardest but you know what you can make those comments when we launched our album which i you know would have been with a bunch of people in montreal and that would have been it we launched it right across the you know in the live stream show on facebook and there were people from all over the country people who would never have had a chance to come to our live stream show and people were talking amongst each other and it was just was really an interesting interesting experience the real thing is to just, like, I have, I'm lucky because I have an audience out there already, people who know me that would log on. You know, if you're starting out like my sons, it's harder because they're, you're in the flurry of all of these things going on. And as like I said, the good news is anybody can make a show now. The bad news is anybody can make a show now. So you're kind of in a, you're, you're lumped in a, le- a bunch of stuff. So, but I get to see things I'd never get to see now, live shows I'd never get to see. So it's kind of a neat thing. Yeah, it, it's a change that, you know, some people are, are doing better with than others, for sure. But would you do a fav- favor for me and set the stage for me in mid-March when this all came down? Like, it sounds to me, when we've jumped into this conversation, like you have, for so many musicians, a bit of an ideal situation in that you, you seem to be locked down with some of your cohorts and collaborators. So, yeah. Uh, we- but maybe have, maybe that's not house. how it started. So maybe can talk about like where what where did this all what happened in March for you? Well, we had thankfully done touring. Like we had the, we were going to release the album in March, but in actual fact, it was ready in November when we toured. November December when we toured. We did a tour in November December, then we did one in January, January, and then early February we went to the Folk Alliance and stuff like that. So. We were so lucky we at least got that touring money in because we had a big tour plan and all this, you know, tour in the fall and lots of dates in the summer and going to Denmark. We had this whole tour plan and all of a sudden it was like, okay, nothing. (laughs) And you just have to. So thankfully, I have one of the most amazing agents and I know people never say that, but Jim Fleming is sterling human being and so smart. And the minute it happened, his one of his new agents said, we've got to set up a virtual agency. We've got to set an agency that deals with virtual shows and live stream shows. And they did a tour that they booked out. They did it virtually. And they just started gearing up towards that. So that's why we all got, everyone in the, got, uh, you know, sharing it. Like we'd all get together and share, okay, this works and this doesn't work. One woman had a great idea. So because I said, I'm going to need a switcher because I got to go back and forth. And we had one of the guys on our on the roster is an actor and a musician, but he's an actor primarily. And his stuff looked amazing. And he had, you know, just a DSLR camera, but he had lights and you know, had people who know what they're doing. And so that became my goal that I wanted to look that good and be able to go back and forth between piano. So you weren't have one thing. And then when you're in the piano. You're like, you know, this high and and we had all four of us too. So we wanted to be able to do that and to mix the sound so that it would be good too. Cause to me, that's it. If, you, if your sound is bad, you know, doesn't matter what you look like. So it's still, it's been a challenge. It was really a challenge out at the farm. Cause the, but I hope the next, we haven't done a live stream show since we came back. Cause we've just been doing the album, but 
Well, I guess we did. I actually we did do a live stream, so a small one. But that's the challenge: is to create something unique with this medium that becomes its own thing. You know, you can sit in your living room and play. You can so you can talk. You can get comments back. You can you can be engaging with your audience in real time. The hard thing is you can, when you're performing, you can always sense what, you know, you're, you're getting your audience, you're losing them. They're laughing at the right things and you don't get that immediate feedback. So you're relying a lot on what worked in the past and what you, what, you know, if you're laughing at it, hopefully they're laughing at it and you just hope to heck it works. And oftentimes you have to, I like to run a song by an audience to see where it works and where it doesn't work and where it reaches people because you can sense it, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. now you just got to rely on people telling you about it or putting it verbally. (laughs) We did one of the songs on the Christmas album is called, I would like, I like the candles and literally, I mean, we've also adjusted, we're putting on, put this album out on a USB key. Do I have one? Do I have one? I think I've got one left. We're down to the last of them. We've got another shipment coming in. Okay, USB key in the shape of a Christmas tree ornament. <laughs> because hardly anybody has CDs anymore. And this way we can put all the information and it's an added value thing. So basically you're trying to out uh, hack, or as they say, hack the streaming, because that's what's, people want to support you. They want something in their hand. And I do too. I like an album. I like you know something in my hand. And they want to support you. They do. The audiences are amazing. And that, you have to just rely on that. I mean, a lot of people have Patreon. I haven't quite gone that route yet. I'm not used to that. I'm a little, you know, I'm not quite up for that. But when all is, I mean, I look around at the younger people and there's nothing. Every time you get a thing, oh, well, I'll do live shows. Oh, no live shows. Oh, I'll do this. Oh, no, we're going to take that away. Oh, here, take, you do all the work on this music. We're going to take it and sell it, but we're not going to give you any money for it. Yeah, it. Can you remember what slavery, what good it was for the economy when everybody worked for nothing and then the people got to sell it, how great that was for everyone but the people who had to do it? Well, that's what's going on. And it ha- it'll be a while till the model shifts and changes, till they have to pay you for your songs on the radio and all of that stuff. And, you know, like Sirius Satellite pays and people like that pay, but people like uh, Spotify do not. You know, it's it's a it's like the... And it's the old, well, it's exposure. But when they take away your performing, you can die of exposure. And this is yeah. a, country, a country where you can die of exposure in this country. Yes. But so it's, you have to be flexible. And I think for as a performer, it's so, it's discouraging when you see every avenue to support yourself being kind of sucked out through the window. And that's when you have to stop and say, okay, what am I doing here? What's the essence of what I do? And as a folk singer, you really are more grounded in that. And it's where I, I'm here to do, I'm here as a troubadour. I'm here to write the songs that people need to hear. I'm here to say things that people need to be, that people want to be said. I'm a female singer songwriter. So I'm going to write stories about that from my perspective, age, you know, shape, you know, whatever that is. And that has to be enough on some level and then somehow you have to make it pay. And that's that model of, okay, this is what I do. This is what I can do. Now, can I find some way to make some money at it enough so I can keep doing it? And live stream shows, I, 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 would, I would do 100 of them. I want to do 100 of them. My goal is to do 100 live stream shows. Anybody that wants me, I will do a live stream show, <laughs> you know, anywhere. 
because I think this is what this opportunity has given me. This is what this time is giving me is the chance to do this and only this. So grab it, go with it. You know, you don't have any expenses. You're staying at home. You're working with my family, I, you know, which I love. And I get to support them too at the same time. If I get paid, then they get paid. My agent gets paid. So for me, it's like, sell me down the river. And how proud of you, how proud of yourself are you for having jumped on this modern tech and learned your way into a completely new discipline, which I think for so many artists is going to be the big takeaway from this whole time. Oh, I was drag kicking, this... kick, kicking and screaming. Thank God my kids are young. <laughs> but you just, you know, um, I look at my mother who's 101 years old and Skypes and Googles and everything. She's never been afraid to learn something. And I, I think you can't... You, Learning something is good, even though you're like, oh, I, I want it easy. I don't want to. <laughs> but you have to, and you have to keep learning. And and to me, that's the essence of being an artist is that it is a constant. You're dealing with change and learning. And it would be really nice at this age if we could just kind of drift or, you know, slide along and not do anything and just get, you know. But, you know, that is the be- that's the beginning of the end as an artist. Everything like this is now teaching me how to do something differently. I did. A, I'm doing a podcast. My 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 uh, sister, my daughter-in-law said, "No, no, you know all these people talk to them about creativity, why don't you?" And I thought, "Yeah, because that's what I'd really like to do." I, so, and even though it doesn't make me any money, it's still another skill. It's another thing to do. It's another creative thing that I can. You have to keep pushing your boundaries as an artist. I want to be the guy that's you know conducting at ninety. I want to be that person. I want to be creating and doing stuff. And I would have never written if we hadn't pushed ourselves to do this. Half the Christmas album was done last year. We never got it done. Thank goodness, because we could work with a band last year. But having my sons and working together and we have this, our house is thankfully a big house. And it's got a, you know, I think it's more like we are living in a studio Rather than the studio is living in her house. It's more the other way around. If you're looking at my living room right now, we had to like shovel things aside and put the tree up. But I think that that's, that's a creative life. To do that, that's a creative life. And I'm so grateful. If there's anything I'm grateful for in this horrible thing, it's that my kids are around. You know, they came back and lived. My son had, was in New York with his wife. She was getting her PhD at Cooney and they were living out of there. And that Boy, they got out in March, and we were so grateful to get them back. And they've been here ever since. And they, when we went away to the farm in the summer, they he did an album in the house. Brought in his, uh, you know, isolated everything, and brought in two of the people actually lived there for two for like three weeks, to isolate it there so that they could work together. And you know, like that's the kind of thing you'll never get. It won't be practical, and it won't happen. So there's all of this. Um, alchemy that happens i think with with and there's alchemy with trouble i mean it's a dramatic dramatic time you know my my daughter-in-law was telling me she's you know one of her one of her kids she teaches his parent mother just died of covid like that story is why we are here i like the candles i would like the candles it's about it's because people are facing being alone for Christmas or being with a little tiny, you know, this is what, this is what you're here for. This is what you're here for as an artist to explain the time, to, to interpret it, to, 
be flexible with it and to try and make it work for you. And there's always some plus in all of the, I mean, to tell you that I like, I just don't want to learn another thing. And I, and I have kind of, you know, my social media thing was pretty minimal. It was pretty like, you know, basically glue and paper. And I had to like up, upload and upgrade. And that's been really interesting. I'm still not great at it because I'm not used to doing it, but you know, there's, you don't always get to coast in life. This is not so what being an artist is. You're not. There's no coasting. You just keep growing. If you're lucky, if you're lucky, you get to do it a long time. Well, I've always, um, I've always sort of thought that when the when the struggle leaves you, so too likely does the creativity. There seems to be something in the history of of artists where comfort begets uh, some sort of stagnancy, right? Well, thankfully, being Canadian, mutual- there's no comfort. <laughs> out there left for us but no i, I think you know, our, I mean, you're right you're right it's yeah. it's not you have to make it it's always a balance you have to make enough money to be able to keep doing it yes. if you're starving or if you have to take another job or if you're you know you have to stop doing it because you can't afford internet or whatever i mean and there are artists out there that are really really struggling uh to make ends meet and can't afford like thankfully we have our studio here like we've we've invested for the last 30 years in equipment and stuff so we can record for nothing. And so that we could put our cameras out. I, you know, I invested in cameras about five years ago, DSLR cameras when we did some, some videos and stuff like that. And so we, you know, even so we had to buy more equipment. If you can't afford that equipment, you can't afford your, you know, then you're really stuck. And the great thing about performing is it's money right now. And it's, you can go out and you're in front of people and then you sell things and then you, you know, it's, it's the generator of, of, have a crowd and a, an audience and people and they get to see, and there's something spectacular about live performing. It just is. It's one of the more exciting, you know, fall off the cliff kind of things that you get to see, you know, it's great, but you can still get that in this other medium. And I think if people get engaged with it, we were talking about it the other day and saying that, you know, that the, my son's generation, like if you're from 18 to 24, you don't even know live stream exists unless it's video live streaming, video playing live streaming. So how do you bring music into that and create, um, create uh, that event in, in that event structure and see if it connects with people? It'll be interesting. But we're like I'm like I was I was I'm an immigrant to this tech world. My sons were born there, and the generation underneath them was. And I look at them and rely on you know they're telling me what's going on. They've been telling me for years. Like, Mom, you got to keep on a regular. You got to get on there regularly. I'm like oh, regularly. I don't know anything regularly. <laughs> you know, it's like that's why I'm an artist is because I'm I can't I can't I can't stand routine. But um, it's. It's, you know, you couldn't, you can't not, you can't ignore, ignore what's going on in the social media. And that's good because it's really amazing. It's really amazing. And I wished I was better at it. And I wished I was uh, starting out with the energy and the looks that you have to be able to do some of this stuff. I, it's a part of me looks at my sons and goes, you go, you know, you've got the songwriting, you've got the singing, and now you've got the looks and you got everything. So how do you shape that? How do you work with that? I know how to work an audience. I know how to stay, sing. I know how to record. But this is another medium. I'm up close. I'm this big on your screen. Or I step back and what am I? It's, um, and, and it's hard to gauge the, 
it's hard to gauge the effect of it in the same way. Yeah, absolutely. But hey, what are you gonna do? <laughs> we're gonna soldier on. That's what we're gonna do, and yeah. we're gonna listen to folks like you who have sage oh. advice for uh, for how to do this right and uh, and how to and how to you know see the silver lining. Yeah, I just wish someone would develop a program where you could actually sing together with people. That's the only that's the only fly in the ointment here, is that you can't sing in real time and you can't because of the lag time. I mean, we have to deal with the lag time even when we're recording, but um, to deal with the lag time so that we could actually sing together from afar, that would be really cool. That's going to be a game changer. It's got to be around the corner. I mean, they've been so much invested this last nine months in that yeah, kind of Yeah, just slow tech. one of us down or speed one of us up, one of the two. But yeah, and I think <laughs> it's, I mean, when I look at Zoom, how I now just took Zoom for granted, oh, Zoom, and, and I'm on Crowdcast, and I've got all these, and I've, I've looked at a thousand I could write the book on on live stream platforms. And again, also on content rights. We are creating content. And to me, content is the big mine. It's the oil of the future is content. Who owns the content? Yes. Who gets the content? And believe me, when you look around at everybody from Apple and all those big corporations are sucking up content. Ah, put your stuff on for free. I own this content now. Once it's up there. Oh, Go on to Zoom and do this little thing. And now I own that content because I own this platform. One of the reasons I chose Crowdcast, uh, like over YouTube or Facebook Live, is that when you go on Facebook Live, they own the content. They have a copy of the content. They don't necessarily own the rights to it, but they own it. And that's that's something that's a, it's a, like a wild, wild west out there. So any, if there's any advice, try and do go on a, go on a site that, that allows you to retain the ownership of your content. That's great advice. I don't think there's enough people hearing that right now. I think everyone mm. just wants to access an audience and there's other considerations that really, uh, I think it's really important. It's a long term. That. This is here for a long term, the live stream, the online presence it's there for it. It's in there now and you, and yes. it'll be a part of our, I think it'll be a part of, it's why I want to master it. Cause I think it'll be a part of our careers. I don't think it'll eliminate live performance, It's gonna but be I think it'll be a too. lot different. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, that, I, I don't see how we move forward without this being the second of a two prong kind of attack where performance is concerned. Yeah. And I mean, my, my audience is getting older there. I'm bound to this because they're pretty soon. They're not going to, they're not going to want to get out at eight at night, you know, in 10 years time, they're going to want to be at home in their little screen. And I think it's great. And I think yeah. the technology is going to go leaps and bounds from, from yeah. here. I think this is going to be a part of any artist's career, whatever this is, the, the screen, the live stream, it's going to be a part of it. I don't think, I think live performance is hard to replace. And I don't think it'll ever change in that respect. But I think this platform and people used to these platforms and used to connecting, although they're going to be sick and tired of it another six months, it'll still be something that like Netflix or any of those things you thought, wow, movies on television, I don't know, you know, that'll be a, a huge, a much bigger part of any musician's career than you would like. It's the ticket. We're all going to be kind of hooked on this global reach after this is over. And we're not going to want to let go of that and everything be super localized again, exclusively. I think, you know, there's a lot of us that are going to want, you were talking about that feedback, that instant feedback that those mm -hmm. artists who grew up 
and cut their teeth and develop their thing reading a crowd, they are lost in this medium. But I think it's it's actually, you know, I think we're better off. We are better off because we've actually know what works already in an audience. The person who's starting out that hasn't had an audience to bounce something off of, they're going to say something. I think it's hilarious. And everybody's going, (laughs) you know, we at least have the chops from it. We have many, many years of knowing that this joke works and this joke doesn't or what the timing of stuff is. And uh, um, I think, I think there's nothing like the, I think the hardest thing is just the, the energy that you get from an audience. And that's like the drug or whatever that is. It's just like, Yeah, it's the the adrenaline of being of knowing that you could fail in front of a whole bunch of strangers or something like that. I don't know what it is, or just connecting to people. You people all when you have everyone in a room that's laughing at the same thing, or crying at the same thing, or going ah, or whatever that is. There's a there's a power in there that's really f- fabulous, and I hope to never give that up. I hope to be back to be able to do that again. But I do think that this medium, I want to get better and better and better at it because I think it's here to stay. Point people at some things, like talking about content, point people at some things you want them to see because we've talked a lot about what you're doing, but maybe there's some specific places you want to send people because I think people who listen to this are going to want to go check out some of these endeavors you've been working on. Well, it's all on my, a lot of it's on my website. I have my thing, my, and you know, I've been doing, we've been doing a lot of like around the kitchen table things for these albums. That's been kind of fun where everybody sits around the table, just put, that's where we put up the cell phone and away we go. And I think that that's been really neat too, just to sing with my family is uh, always a pleasure, but oh, wait, I have a Christmas CD. Yes. <laughs> the naughty yes. Uh, stuff your stocking baby all the way to the nice which is light your candles and uh yeah it's songs uh, you just got to keep putting it out and just got to keep hope that people like it and 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 want it and need it so that's it's always a toss-up between having to make a living at it and having to make music and art and if you don't like the first if you don't like the making the music and art if it's not enough for you then the making there'll never be enough money for that but if you like the music making it, you'll find a way, hopefully, to survive and make money and, and you know, to get by. And thank my, my, my husband's working on this, has been working on the farm for the last few years. So, hey, that's good. That helps. But How much of, of the momentum that you had built moving into a major touring schedule, how much of that do you think informed this head first dive into doing the digital thing you think you would have done that regardless or do you think there's something about having been in the middle of a tour that maybe put a little more well it's more that we just we had an album to sell i mean we needed to be we needed to be able to out there you you work really hard and then you launch and then you tour for a couple of years and that's how the that's how the system works so yeah we had to and we you know touring is still the bulk of my uh, how I make my money and how you sell and how you get out there. And I've been building up for the last three years, building up my touring schedule again, because it kind of, I hadn't put much energy. Att- I mean, I always tour, right. You know, but I hadn't put much attention to it. And I'd really started focusing on where I wanted to tour and what I wanted to do and talk, working with my agent. And we had a really great tour set out and we had a great summer festival summer. And you have to work to get those festivals to look at you again. So it was kind of always in the payoff section. Now, most of them have said they'll do it again next summer, if that's even possible. But, you know, it's, uh, uh, I don't know if we'll be able to pick up with what we did when this all frees up at the end. But if we don't 
keep going and keep up your whatever if you don't keep uh, being out there uh, then nothing will happen i know that for sure so yes absolutely nothing like having to make a living to get you off the couch and man you got to be grateful for having a government that was willing to step up and oh and make oh. it make this doable for us oh and, and you know yeah no i've been grateful for that when i look at what's happening in alberta and think that that kind of a person could have been at the head of our country too or what happened in the united states which was criminal it was criminal there's no other word for it and how people encourage stupidity i just is beyond my comprehension yes i am grateful i'm grateful i'm in this country I'm grateful somebody took hold of it and tried to, ha I mean, this is not a situation anybody's going to handle well because it's totally unpredictable, but, oh, it could have been, um, look, I mean, I have friends in the States, it can be miles, miles, miles worse. And I'm grateful that he's somebody who listened to science. Somebody yeah. who's actually had an education and thinks people might know something who've studied it all their lives. Like, no, it, it, it's, it's like crazy town. It's, <laughs> I, it was. I mean, it's like being in the middle of a of a sitcom or something. It was really bizarre. My folks are in the middle of it. My stepdad's a doctor in Oklahoma. Oh, and, uh, oh, yeah. It's it's the thick of it for sure. Oh, and half the people, and a lot of people don't even have health care, so they just stay at home. Exactly. Yeah, right. and and you know the uh, the media didn't they they didn't want to panic people, but they should have been panicking people. And the irony is that they just shut down New York. When it first started, New York and San Francisco and those two big places and just said, uh, no one in, no one out, they could have saved it. But nobody, nobody had the, had the, there's, you know, there's nobody behind the, no light on at the, at the end. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it really, you know, anybody that thinks voting doesn't matter should just look at what happened because of voting here in this situation and in this, in our situation whatever, you know, people are always, they're balancing, let, you know, letting people in, like we're in Quebec, you know, they want businesses to go and they're, but they're, you know, they're locking us down and they're right. You got to lock down. It's, it's not a, you know, in the war years, nobody said, Oh, sorry. No, uh, sorry. I'm, I'm not gonna, no, I'm not gonna ration my butter. I'm going to eat all the butter I like, you know, <laughs> crap brain. I'm not, exactly. I'm not going to wear a mask because it's on my personal freedom personal freedom are you out of your mind it's a mask <laughs> they're not asking you to take your clothes off and run naked down the street they're asking you to wear something not take it off <laughs> and i don't i don't mean to compare tragedies but three three thousand thirty five hundred lost in the world trade center and when this is all said and done it, you know it could be so yeah, someone said there's that. a world it trade could be 100 center times happening. that you know oh that's just every day Every day in the United States, they're losing enough. They're losing. They're losing basically a um, a World Trade Center every day. Well, nice to talk to you. I should go back and get to work. Yeah. But all of you who are artists out there, do not give up. It will not be forever. And try to make a way to connect with people in whatever way you can. That that's it. That is the gig. In, in being connected to gig. people, it's the gig. Yeah. Well, that's inspiring. Connie, you are ever an inspiration. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for doing what you do and You're being welcome. a champion of prairie folk music. Uh, it's, uh, 
Yeah, you're just you're a guiding light, and uh, thanks for taking time with me today to talk about all this stuff. <gasps> thanks, Connie. You're welcome. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, nice to talk to you too. What a great and inspiring person, Connie Calder. Wow, just telling us how to do it. Great advice in there for artists. All sorts of sage advice, actually. So make sure you heed a lot of what was in there, folks, if you're a creative, because uh, she, she really knows how to be a successful and uh, accomplished creative. And there's no doubt about that. Well, that's another episode of the Home Roots Podcast. And I hope you join us on the next one where we'll grab hold of someone else who's navigating this pandemic with a plum. Anyway, till next time.